Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening. Good evening. Can you hear me? Good I'm evening, Miss Chama. Yeah. Okay, can I can hear you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. How was your weekend? It was cool, relaxing. I spent it with my family. How nice. So, why why do you why do you think we picked this? You know, what are your what are your opinions on the topic for tonight of bridging the gap with you? Why do why is that important? Why is that something we should be doing? Well, one, the youth is the future, um, but actually they're the present. It's important because there's been such a disconnect between the youth and adults for a very long time. Times have changed tremendously from when I was a child and a teenager and even a young adult. Um, A lot of things are going on that's involving the youth, Um, and there is a major disconnect, and we need to figure out how to bridge that gap so that, one, we can change the things that's going on in the community um, with the youth that's involving the youth, um, two, engage them more, um, get to relate more, figure out what happened, where the disconnect happened, and how to get back on one accord. We're not going to always agree because we didn't agree with our elderly or, or elders. Um, so they're not going to always agree with us, and we're not going to always agree with them, but at least to have some type of common ground where there's mutual respect and understanding and there's a listening ear on both ends to try to build that gap. Okay. Well, I chose to talk about the topic. said I I chose to uh, talk about the topic because I know that was something we touched on um, in our last show when we talked about church hurt, and sometimes we don't realize that um, we leave people out or we're not doing anything, and we uh, of everyone we're losing besides the adults and the different situations that go on, sometimes the kids kind of fall through the cracks, and we don't um we're not really paying attention to them or we don't think that they have a good understanding until they reach a certain age when in reality mm-hmm. they were called just like we were called they some of them have relationships with God that we as adults may not even know anything about. We may not know how much that child prays or just like um prophet Samuel when he was a young boy, we don't know if God has called them and talk talk to them, if, especially if we don't take time out to have a conversation with them and see where they are and see their interests. So I believe that in order to prevent from hurting them, I think we do need to we need to have these conversations and talk to them. So that's one reason why I wanted to do the topic as well. Okay. We're definitely so, needed. So, well, I'm waiting on a couple of, I'm waiting on a couple of callers, but we have one of one of our youth on the line. Her name is Kanisha Davis. I'm, her name is Kanisha Davis. She's 20 years old, and she is, uh, I'm not going to say she's new to the faith, but she has recently been baptized, and, you know, she has become more active in church because she's always been in church. But um, this is probably like that older, that young adult conversation. So I'm going to bring her in. And you want to go first or you want me to go first? It doesn't matter, either or. Okay. Kanisha, I'm bringing you in, uh, 6549. Good evening. Good evening. 
How are you doing this evening? I am fantastic. How about you all? We're good. I'm fine. Well, you know that we asked you uh, to be a guest on our show because we are having that difficult conversation. It's not necessarily difficult, but we're having that conversation to try to bridge the gap with the youth um, and see what can we do better in the church, not so much like where are we going wrong, but, you know, where is a good starting point. So first, you know, introduce yourself, tell us how old you are, what church you go to, and then I'll have some questions for you, and then Ms. Tamara has some also. Well, I'm 20. I go to St. John Church Temple, where Elder Terry Brewer is my pastor. I have been in church since I was all my life when I was growing up. I am the youth leader at my church, so I teach the younger children um, certain Sundays throughout the month. Um, I try my best to have a new activity every every week, so to keep them engaged and to keep them engaged in the spirit and engaged in their learning so they don't fall by the wayside. Okay. So thank you for that. Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to ask you some questions, and then I would like your honest feedback. So, um, again, what ministry are you, you know, part of as far as, like, what do you do inside your church? I am a youth minister, and I also praise dance. Well, I used to praise dance. I've kind of fallen back from it, but I would love to, like, rekindle that flame because it is a passion that I do have. Okay. What are what are some things right now that you would like to see going on at church? I would like to see more communication just between the auxiliaries and the elders and the youth as in the youth. I feel like the children kind of, we fall by the wayside because they forget they were always there. No matter what, like even when they have second services, we always there. We see everything that they do, and we look up to those people in our church. Um, are there any opportunities in your church where you can, like, participate in, during the service on a regular basis? Yes. You could join the um, usher board. Um, we don't have a youth choir, but if you are interested in the actual choir, we have a choir and a praise team. This okay. kind of like is open. It's open to the youth. Like if you want to be a part of something, you are free to be a part of something. Okay, so you are so you are free. And what are some things that you yourself would you know? I heard you say praise dance. You know, it says some things you would like yourself to be uh, a part of or more active in. Yeah, I I praise dance. I used to be on the usher board as well. I sung in the the youth choir, the children's choir, like when I was when I was an angel, as they like to call it. <laughs> and if you could start a program or have an event at your church, what would it be? Mm, if I could start a program, I would have maybe on like the third or fourth Sunday, I will have like an actual meeting between the youth and the rest of the congregation to kind of get, um, uh, just kind of have like a discussion about what we want. Because we, we have a voice, but it's like we still quiet. We in the stages where we have to stay in the child's place. We can't really like be heard or be outspoken. 
Okay. Tamara, you can start asking your question. Okay. How are you today, Miss Kanisha? It's Kanisha, right? Yes, ma'am. I'm good. Okay. So, Miss Tina asked you some questions on dealing with church ministries in church, what you want to see in church, and different things of that nature. I'm going to dig a little bit deeper, um, still pertaining to church, but um, more on the other side of the perspective. You may mention that sometimes um, you guys are left out or um, you're there, but you're, pre- you're, you're present physically, but your voice isn't heard. Um, you mentioned having discussions with the um, adults to talk about what it is that you want. So my question, one of my questions for you would be, um, why do you think it's hard for youth to talk to adults or vice versa for the adults to talk to the youth? I feel as though we don't understand each other. They look at, we look at things different than the adults do, and it's like we're still at an age where we, we can't, like, bring it to their level, but they're not willing to, like, break it down to us to where we can understand. Okay. Okay. That's that's true. That's true. If there was one thing that you could say to an adult or even ask an adult within prospective guidelines of respect, what would that be? Regarding respect, I would say why do adults feel as though just because you're an adult I have to respect you? If you're not if you're not something to respect, I can't respect you if you're not a respectable individual, regardless of your age or not. Okay, okay, that's good. Okay, so I'm going to segue off of that. What does respect look like to you? So you say, why do we feel as adults we should be respected just because we're adults? What would be an example of what you would respect? If I see you, you tell me to come to Sunday school every day and I have to be a, have to dress appropriate and I have to keep up myself, but then I see you and you're not appropriate or as children, we always are in the background. So we hear conversations, not even eavesdropping, but y'all sometimes they forget that we're there. And if I mm-hmm. overhear a conversation with you about another adult, I can't respect that because you're not even willing to step to that adult as an adult and have a conversation with them outside of gossiping and Talking, actually talking about people. Okay, okay, that's, that's, that makes a lot of sense. So basically, you can't be something you haven't seen or that you don't see. Yeah, the example, the example has to be there. Okay, so yes. you also mentioned you mentioned um, discussing what it is that you, as a youth, want youth, young adults want. So my question would be, what needs do you have currently? Or pres you know, presently in the past or maybe even in the future, what needs is it that you feel are not being met presently in the church or even outside of the church by adults? Hmm, I'm trying to think about it. I would say that at my church we have our youth Sundays are fifth Sundays. And like fifth Sunday ever it only comes like every once in a while. Okay. If we were like to have fourth Sunday or even if fourth Sunday or even third Sunday, we could be able to present what we learned on the regular basis and really show and grow 
because we're as if we only do it every fifth Sunday, by time it's time for us to present that information. If it's not practiced daily at the home, it's going to be forgotten. Okay. That's that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. Why do you feel it's hard for the youth to trust and open up to adults? Because it's hard to trust people in general, not just adults. If mm-hmm. I see if I see you, Hello? if one minute you okay with this person and then the next minute you're not okay with this person, then it's like if you could turn on them, you could turn on me. Like Hello? I'm not going to be willing to open up to a person. I'm not going to be willing to open up to a person that I don't feel like I could trust. Like I know I could trust like my best friend. I could tell my best friend my secrets, but as far as opening up to people in the church, I feel like later on that could be used against me in some way, shape, or form. Gotcha. Okay. That's good. That's good. Thank you for your responses. Okay. Um, hold just a second. We got a uh, we got a response from one caller. Uh, give me one second. Caller four six one three. Hold just a second. Okay, caller four six one three. Uh can I have your name and do you have a question or comment? Uh my name is Samuel Brown, um and I'm just wanna be a part of I go to Jeremiah Missionary Baptist Church, um, forty fifth and Villard where my pastor is senior pastor Eugene Cowan the second and I'm just calling to be a part of this discussion. So um, I don't know how, you know, how this going, you know, formal questions going on. So I'm kind of listening in on different questions, asking the other young lady. So um, I don't know if you have questions for me or what did you want me to do? Well, I would like to ask you what ministries are you a part of at your church, Jeremiah? I mean, Samuel, I'm sorry. Okay, well, um, I am a part of a lot of different ministries. I do kind of work with the youth. Um, as far as my putting on different programs, you know, um, um, kind of being a role model to the youth. Um, I do work in the kitchen. I'm in my culinary ministry. I am in the choir. I kind of do part-time with the van ministry, so I am very active in my church. Okay, and if you and if you could start a program or to have an event at your church, what type of event would it be? I will start like a big brother a big brother event, you know, um, what's lacking in our community is role models, you know, leadership, someone to, um, you know, um, set examples to our youth, you know, some people don't have, you know, I kind of overheard you guys talk about back in the days, you know, how things have changed, you know, um, some people don't have those good homes like we did back in the day, you know, um, just to have someone that actually grew up in a home where it was structured, you know, with love, rap, you mm-hmm. know, we can kind of bring them back into the fold and let them know, you know, you don't have to fall on the streets to, you know, to receive love, you know. Um, church is the way, you know, and so many people don't want to come to church because they feel like, you know, being saved is born. You can't have fun being saved, but you can be an example to them, let them know, like, you know, you can be saved and still have fun, you know. Being saved Absolutely. is not so much as being 
being saved is not so much being perfect. You're going to have your fall. You're going to, you know, stumble. You're going to trip. But you know the word. You know what God says. God is going to love you regardless. But you have responsibilities to bounce back from that. So people don't know that. You know, they kind of hear bits and pieces of what it means to be saved, and, you know, they kind of fall away from it where I'm not going to live how, you know, how you want me to, but they don't really understand. I want to be that person or have, you know, a group of people to, you know, kind of show leadership, give understanding to, you know, to kids and youth that actually can relate to them. Absolutely. Can I ask how old you are, Samuel? I am 23. 23. Yes. Sam, you have yes, some ma'am. questions for uh, Mr. Samuel? Um, what, what, um, what do you guys think? Say it again. Oh, I, don't know, I don't know if you were talking to me or talking to the other young lady. No, no I was asking my I was ask, I was asking my co host uh if she had some questions for you because we're we're just, we're having this conversation. We wanna we want to have you all's input. Oh, yeah, wow. I'm gonna uh, Sam, this is Tamara. I'm gonna ask you the same questions that I asked Kamisha. Um okay. the first question um was why do you think it's hard for the youth to talk to adults or vice versa the adults to talk to the youth? I feel that it's so hard because um, adults have so much high standards. Um, they're used to, um, you know, a lot of adults, you know, not all, but majority of them were raised structured and structured house. Um, you know, a lot, a lot of stories adults tell is, you know, I had to be in the house when the street light was on, and if I wasn't, you better believe, you know, I got a beat down and things like that. Things were structured, you know. Um, nowadays, it's not so much structure. You know, kids could be out, you know, later they want to. So long story short, you know, um, it's kind of different. And so adults set their standards, set their high expectations kind of high. And so, um, you know, sometimes there's kids that, you know, want to open up, want to try to come into the fold, and adults really are not receiving. You know, they're kind of back judging instead of trying to trying to pull them in and trying to help. Okay, okay, okay. If there was one thing you can say to an adult that's within the respect guidelines, what would it be? Um, get to know a person. Uh, get to know a person before you judge them. Um, kind of understand them. Understand that they're not perfect. Uh, I've seen a lot of you know adults, and you know I'm not trying to bash adults at all. You know, um, I've seen a lot of adults that you know because they wasn't raised, a, a child is not raised or act how their childhood or how they used to be, you know, growing up, you know, they're automatically a bad person, you know, kind of already prejudge them. But get to know a person, get to know why they're, you know, why they act the way they act, you know, um, and try to find a solution to better them, you know, instead of talking about them or kind of prejudge them, you know, show them love, show them kindness, you know, give them solutions, you know, give them options, show them love, you know, and kind of bring them in. Okay, that's good, that's good, that's good. What needs do you feel as a youth are not being met presently, either in the church or out the church or both? Um, youth, I feel like we need leadership. We need people that's going to set examples for us. Um, there's a lot of times where I see uh, people in leaderships, you know, we're telling our kids to do this, we're telling our kids to do that, but behind closed doors, you know, uh, we're witness on the Sunday, but Monday through Saturday, we're a whole different person, you know, and we pick up on that. You can't tell us to do something and um, live this life and do this when, you know, we're living a whole different life outside of church. So 
obviously people that, you know, practice what they preach. They're not only living a godly life on Sundays, but their life is still shining Monday through Saturday. Um, you know, um, that's stuff we need to see. And when you're letting your light shine, when you're being the witness those, you know, every single day when you're trying to live how God wants us to live, that's more persuasive us to do things how we, you know, uh, as being role models. Okay, okay, that's good, that's good. Last question for you. Name something we as adults can do to give you comfort that will allow you to trust us and open up. Did you hear me, Sam? Did we lose him? Uh, he's, uh, he's still on, but um, yeah, hold on. I, I think we lost him, so we we'll give him time to pop back in. But I do have a, uh, I have another young lady uh, on call, so we can bring her in and let, allow her to introduce herself. And I just want to tell everybody, thank you so much for being patient with us. And, again, if you have a question or a comment, press 1. Call it 7673. This is Tina. You're in the woman cave. Can I get your name and your age? Hello, this is Deja. I'm 16. And this is Jory. She's 17. Okay. How y'all doing? Hey. Good. <laughs> I'm glad both of y'all are here together. We just have a, I hope you all have been listening. We just have a couple of questions that we want to ask you to get your um to get some feedback and get your um get your input. And we would like you to um, you know, express yourself. So okay. All right, I'm gonna start with my I'm gonna start with my first question is what um what organization or what what type of ministry are you in at your church? At my church, I am part of praise and worship. I used to be a part of praise dance. Um, at my church, which is St. John Church Temple, um, I am still somewhat part of the praise dance ministry. I know I kind of went heavily on that for a while and then I kind of backed off a little bit just because um, I had you know a lot of stuff going on and then sometimes I'm into the praise and worship ministry I'm kind of a little bit everywhere I was into the praise and worship and just overall what what are some things that you would like to see go on in the church that accommodate that accommodate the youth or are there some areas that you see that you could be used more Hmm. Well, first I believe that the youth should be granted an opportunity and there should be a connection. If there's no connection and no opportunity, then what can you do? What can the older do in order for the youth to come to the church and won't have to just sit down so they can just worship. I feel like it just needs to be a, more connections and more opportunity in order for the youth to actually get into a worship. Um, well, also, what type I feel of, like, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> um, also, I feel you like, say to be 
when you say it needs to be more activity or more of a connection, like, what are you talking about? But I mean, as a connection, I mean, like, get deep, get deep down into, get deep down into the youth. Some questions, be involved in different things that the youth wants. You know, this is new generation, so we can't. Of course, we we like listening to the 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 old stuff, and we like listening to where we came from and all that stuff. But just take the time out to bring, try to. Uh, make time and combine the youth and the the, the older, old the older ministry because I believe that okay. there is definitely a way to do that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if you could, uh, I would say if you could start a program <laughs> or have an event at your church, what would that program or event be? Um, I think it's very important for us at at least our church um, to be more willing and accepting of connecting with other youth outside of St. John. You know, I think it's like we're very limited to the things that are happening in our church when, you know, there's so much stuff that can be bigger and better just with the youth Mm -hmm. willing to connect with other youth from different church from different churches, I mean, so, you know, yeah, like, I remember kind of at St. John in the beginning, we would have, like, those teen group sessions, Mm -hmm. and then it kind of just, like, dwindled down to not really having any Mm -hmm. sessions, it would just be a time for the teenagers to, like, kind of meet up, um, and, you know, just talk about life, talk about um, spiritual moments that we've had, connections with God, or the rough time we're having in school, just anything to just kind of engage all of us in each other's lives. And I think that that was very important and significant because it gives you some time necessary to build that foundation in the church. You know, like, I think it's very important. Yes, we meet up every Sunday, but it's also important to have that connection outside of church so that when we all go to church together, it's something that's immediately there. Right. Okay, Tamara, you could go ahead. Okay, hi, ladies. I caught Deja. It was a joy. Jory. Jory. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, so my question for you, ladies. First question is, why do you think it's hard for adults to talk to the youth or the youth to talk to the adults? Why do you think that communication that you mentioned before is hard to have? Um, I think that sometimes, um, like, people can be afraid of change, whether it be young or new, you know. I think it's hard for us to accept change because we're afraid of the unknown. And I know that um, sometimes it's hard for us to take risks because we're afraid that it's we're going to backfall and things aren't going to be right. But at the same time, it's like you just really got to trust your gut you know, I, I think it's sometimes hard for, like, adults to kind of – I'm not saying that you have to hand the youth, like, everything and let them take full range of it. But I'm saying that, like kind of Deja was saying earlier, I think it's hard for adults to give the youth the opportunity to make things known and to make things clear and to get their points across because they're afraid of change. And I know, like, you know, change is a big thing, but, you know, you just really have to be willing to um, trust in your faith. Okay. 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 Okay.
in order to reach out to the youth. Okay. 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 All right. So my next question is, if there was one thing you can say to an adult, what would it be? Hmm. There's one thing I can say. If I could say anything to an adult, it would be, are you willing to commit and to help change the culture and the tradition in the church in order to reach this generation? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that. Good one. That's a good one. Commitment is yes, important. Is. <laughs> that's that's big right there. I willing to commit. I like that. Um that was danger. Jory, danger. Jory, what do you I mean, think? Jory. So what I really like that question because going back to what I said, com- part of commitment means that something that's going on has to change. And I think that when you're willing to change something in your life, that's showing that you're able to commit to being greater and being better. And I think that especially with the youth in our church, we really need to be shown commitment. You know, um, if we're going to meet up and we're going to bond, that's a commitment that was given to us by our leaders, so therefore we should follow through with it and things like that. I think if we have a really strong foundation, you know, kind of like what Deja was saying, be willing to go that extra mile with us if that's what needs to be done in order for a youth ministry to be created. Okay, that's good. That's good. Okay, so my last question, which I think you ladies answered, but I'm not going to assume, is name something mm-hmm. we as adults can do to give you comfort that would allow you to trust us and open up. So I heard commitment. Well, Anything else other than that? I think to show that you have Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I think um, with adults, it's really good to show the youth that you have flaws just as well as anyone else. And like um, the young man was saying earlier, you know, God didn't ask us to be perfect. He just asked us to continue to look unto him. And when we make mistakes, we learn from those mistakes. And I think that it's um, important that as adults you show us as leaders that it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to fall, but what it's not okay to do is to stay in that place and not move forward. I think that's really important, which all goes back to the to the change aspect because I know that um, – especially for me, and I think a lot of young kids, it's really hard for us to adjust to new things. But I feel like once adults show us that it's not as hard as it seems, we're able to follow more and we're able to understand more. So I think that's pretty important. Okay, good responses, ladies. I like those. Some of the commitment from the adults, that's big. I think we all lack commitment in some area of another. Yes, ma'am. We like we want to thank you for your input. And if you keep listening, if you uh have any more comments or questions, just press one and we'll get back to you. But I'm gonna go on with another caller, um, caller four zero five five. 
Hello. Hi, this is Tim. You're in the soup and you're in the woman case. Um, talk to us. Hi, my name is Jamia. Um, I'm 23 years old. I attend Jeremiah Missionary Baptist Church, uh, where my pastor is Pastor Eugene Cowan. Um, and I was invited um, to join, I guess, the topic for uh, today, um, and just to bring in my input about the topic. Absolutely. So I was going to say thank you for the opportunity uh, to do it. Okay, well, we'll all start with uh, what ministry are you a part of at your church, Jameer? Um, I sing in the choir. Um, I did the, I've been singing like literally my whole entire life at my church. Um, the youth ministry, okay. working um, and working with that. So those are the only two things um, that I have been doing um, as far as in my church. Um, are there any other opportunities for uh, for youth at your church besides just the youth ministry and the choir? Are there other opportunities? Um, yeah, there are a lot of opportunities. Our pastor definitely has, if you have an idea, you definitely can go to him and talk to him um, about starting up any other ministry or anything like that. Um, so it's pretty easy to talk to our pastor about, um, like if you're passionate about something, starting something or joining something. Um, he's very encouraging and allowing you uh, to do something inside of the church. Okay. And um, if you could start a program or have an event at your church, what would what would you do? Um, a program or an event that I would have, I would probably have to say either a youth retreat or a retreat where um, – or either a retreat where, like, the older individuals um, get together, like the um, older women, the younger women, and then the older men and the younger men, you know, do, like, a retreat, like a weekend type thing where um, okay. everybody can just where everybody can just come together, you know, and just have, like, that bonding experience, you know, where young ladies can, you know, get to know the older women, older women in the church, as well as, you know, the young men can, um, you know, learn, and get to know the older men in the church. So I think something like that, I would want to do something like that. That would be good to have. That's excellent. Tamari, you go ahead. Okay. Ms. Jamia, thank you so much for joining us. So my first no question, if you've been listening, my first question to you is why do you think it's hard to talk to adults or for the adults to talk to the youth? Um, well, being a youth myself, and I know – just by looking at what's happening with the world today, I just feel like we need more of our older adults to go back to investing in us and um, actually caring about what we do. Um, I think a lot of times uh, with so much going on and being honest, you know, it's a lot of broken homes nowadays. So you find yourself in households where you either have your mother or your father or your mother and father are in the same household. So I just feel like, you know, just the examples that young people have nowadays, not saying all parents are bad, but I'm just saying just the example, um, just in the households. I think if, you know, older adults and younger, you know, young people, 
start communicating more. I think that's the problem, just the communication, because I feel like we are not talking to each other. We're talking at each other. So it's like we're saying things, but it's going over, you know, each other's heads. Like, yeah, this is how I feel, but it's like, do you really understand how I'm feeling? So I just think I just investing more into the youth um, communication. That's very important. Um, and just, you know, actually investing back into the youth again, like having mentors and people actually stepping up to be a mentor to the youth. You know, if you see like a youth struggling or anything like that, you know, don't just walk past them, you know, actually invest in them, you know, take some type of initiative into seeing exactly what's going on with them. And I just feel like, mm-hmm. you know, once somebody takes responsibility for their actions, because not to say, you know, nobody is perfect, but, you know, once those, you know, implementing love back into the homes, implementing love back into the churches, into the neighborhoods, you know, when parents trying to be a good example, you know, for their kids, you know, like if, you know, you living in a household, not saying parents are meant to be perfect, but, you know, as a young woman, you want to see your mom being a woman, you know, especially she called herself a woman of God and, you know, she wants you to, you know, be a woman of God yourself, you know, be that example. Not saying that you have to be perfect, but, you know, strive to be that example that, you know, we young women can look up to as well as men, you know, you know, start being that a good example. Okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. If there was one thing you could say to an adult, what would it be? Um, one thing I would say, um, probably it probably would be, where did the fight go for us? Um, I just feel like, why did you know why did, did mo, do most older adults stop fighting for the youth? Um, I know they say it takes a village, but, so, you know, I just feel like the village sometimes is, is like, crumbling a little bit. Like, are, do we really have a village? Do, nowadays, can a village actually raise a child to be all that it needs to be? So I would say is why did, you know, why why did you stop fighting for us? Like, where did the fight go for us? Like, the fight for us to defend us, you know, to have our backs. You know, to comfort us and things like that, and investing. But I just feel like once you start investing and communicating more, you will definitely see a change. Okay, that's good. Where'd the fight go? That's good. That's good. That's good. Okay, um, what needs do you feel as a youth aren't being met inside the church or even outside of the church? Um, the needs in the church, I think it would probably be. Maybe just support within the church, like maybe have like support groups or just type of groups where the youth can come together and vent and express how they feel. Um, I think sometimes in the church, a lot of the youth are going against one another. So there is a lot of division, you know, with the youth within the church um, because we all dealing with our own personal things, you know, and a lot of times the older adults may not know what you know, what's going on and what we're dealing with because, you know, a lot of times we may feel like no one understands what we're going through. But in reality, they, they may, but like I say, you know, just not a lot of older people invested inside of us. So I feel, you know, just having something that 
would gravitate to the youth inside of the church. So trying to get programs or mentor, you know, programs started at the church. Even outside having, you know, mentor groups or, you know, even having like a little buddy system where, you know, you know, youth can get each other numbers, you know, and they can talk to each other. Um, just something just to bring the youth together, you know, as well as, you know, trying to find mentor, older mentors for the youth as well, like establishing those type of programs in the church, I think will be good as well. Just okay. to, you know, just to implement, you know, some type of, you know, as previous callers were saying, like structure and having like spiritual um, leaders in our lives and things like that with so much going on. Okay, that's good. Last question for you. Name something we as adults can do to give you comfort that would allow you to trust us and open up. Mm. I would say trust us more and love and love on us more a little bit more. Um, trust is very important. So I feel we are young, but we know exactly what we're doing. We know what's happening around the world. You know, we are just as passionate about what's happening and, you know, the wars that are happening, you know, the um, you know, the crimes that are happening, you know, the injustice that is happening on African Americans. So we definitely know what's going on around our communities and around the world. So I would say just to trust us more and to know that the way that you raised us, you know, just have a little bit more faith in yourself to know that you have, you know, a child that has a good head on their shoulders. So I'll say just trust us more um, and love on us a little bit more because you can never get enough love from your parents or from somebody you call, you know, um, a guardian or whoever. So I would just say those two, just trust and love on us a little bit more. Those are good. Thanks so much. Appreciate those responses. Lots of stuff for us to think about um, as adults. Yeah. I have a... Uh, Thank you so much, Ms. Jamia. Thank I you. Have on the line. You're welcome. We have, uh, I have a caller, a 7502. I'm going to key you in that Q you in now. Hello? Hey, how you doing? I'm all right. You're in the woman case. Tell us your name and your age. I'm Pastor Eugene Cowan II, the pastor of Jeremiah Baptist Church. I'm 46 years old. Amen. Well, um, we we spoke with a couple of your youth members, and we were very impressed with their with their input of what they have to say. And um, I definitely want to commend you for being very relatable where they can actually approach you and talk to you about their ideas because sometimes we don't have that a lot in the churches. So I wanted to tell you thank you for being open to your youth. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank them for the kind words that they said too. Yes, indeed. Do you have any uh, comments that you would like to make, Pastor? You know, one of the things that I think that's important to to bridge that dynamic between uh, the youth and adult, and, and it was really something that uh, that really rang out true, is communication. I think that's one of the major keys. But also it has to be, uh, it's the dynamic of understanding that uh, most adults that invest in you do have your best interest in heart. 
And I think sometimes maybe as a young person, they may not understand that because they're not getting it at home and they're not getting it at school. They're, they're not getting it uh, in their everyday world so that when they come to church, they don't realize it's somebody that genuinely cares and loves them for who they are and really wants the best for them. You know, I think that's one of the I, I, that's I think that's one of the the things that I've uh, in my in my years of ministry, uh, coming from being a youth pastor to being a senior pastor, that I've always tried to to bridge that gap to understand you know of, of understanding that you got somebody that that that's not critically not judging you but really wants the best for you. So if there were some other pastors on the line, what would you encourage them to do if they are struggling with their youth in their inside their churches? What would you encourage them to do? Uh, I would encourage a, a pastor to uh, to really take that time out to to listen, to hear, uh, and to give to give the youth uh, a sense of freedom and responsibility. Um, freedom in worship, but responsibility of worship, because they are the future mm-hmm. of the church, and they need to realize that it's a responsibility um, when you're you're in ministry and when you're called, and then also as you mature, you become the example, and you become the one that everybody's looking up to. So you you got to know when you've crossed that line from being a youth to a young adult. And I would okay, say for go ahead. One other thing I would say for pastors um to be relatable and relatable and be intentional. I like that. Be relatable and intentional. Tamara, do you have any questions for pastors? Um I do and I was writing my notes and then I lost where I was at. Um, as far as um, ministry, we talk about ministry a lot. I heard a lot of the youth talk about different groups, and programs, and things that they would like to see um, in the church. Mm-hmm. My question would be, I'm not sure how long you was listening, but for some of the things that were given, I know we had a couple of our own members talk about some things they want to see in our mm-hmm. church. Yes, my question would be, how do we get to that point so that we can help meet the needs that they feel like they don't, that that's not being met for them? That, um, especially one with the mentoring and the retreats mm-hmm. and um, loving on them, investing in them. Oh, yeah. Jamia right. talked about fighting for them. So where, mm-hmm. how, the, how do we get to that point? What do we do? As a pastor, been in the ministry for a long time, been a youth pastor in the past, been open to ideas that your minister um, members bring to you, mm-hmm. what example can you give well, me one as being part of your youth department to help mm-hmm. get to that point? Um, well, one one of the things that that, that and I and I, I stress this all the time uh, in ministry is this: um, you have to, and, and this this is something I think one of the other young ladies say. As ministry leaders, you have to be committed uh, through the rough times. So many times when ministry gets rough, we get lackadaisical and think nobody wants to do it or nobody is, 
is really caring or nobody's really getting it or nobody really wants to participate. But those are those moments that really um, that the youth are looking at. Are you really serious about me? Are you really are you really in, uh, intentional about helping me? And, and so many times we really we try to do what we've already done instead of do something different. And so, like the youth retreat, that's something different. So, um, with something, and, and that matter of fact, I wrote that down, and I, and I want to put that on the timetable to say, hey, let's do a youth retreat um, with the young women and the, and the, and the older women or young adult women or in the young men and the, and, and the older men. But I think it's about more so being intentional and in that process, and then. Being committed, you know, um, as adults, we have our own lives, understandable. We got to work. We got to do those things. But if you're committed to the ministry, you have to, you have to go all in. Um, when I was a youth pastor, I would never – I was a Detroit police officer then when I was youth pastor, and I had a youth group of 700 youth uh, in Detroit. And um, it took a team effort. It, it took – not trying to be the big I and the little you, but we all had to work together and everybody had to work in the area of expertise. And I think that, I think that's what sometimes, and I even look at it, Jeremiah that I look at and say, um, we can work together. If, if we stop worrying about him, I stepping on somebody's toes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Thanks for that. I appreciate that. We thank you for your input. We're going to go in with another caller. If you have another comment or anything you want to say, you're more than welcome to press 1 and chime back in. Thank you. All right. All right. Thank you, ladies. did a wonderful job. Okay. We're going to go to uh, caller 4055. Hello. Hello. Okay. Hold on, hold on. Hello. 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 Did we lose them? Yes. Uh, you were in the woman cave with Tina and Tamara. Can I get your name? I think we lost her, Tina. Okay, well, we're going to go with caller 8744. Hello? Hello. Can we get your name and your age? My name is Darius, and I'm 17. Your name is Darius, and you're 17? Can you tell us what church you go to, Darius? St. John. Okay, well, we have a couple of questions to ask you because what we're trying to do is we're trying to get the opinion of the youth and to figure out what we can do to keep the youth interested in church and what are what are some things that we can do as adults to uh, help bridge the gap. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. Um, what what ministry are you a part of inside of your church? Um, if it. What part ministry? I would say dancing and worship. 
dancing and worship. Yes, I ministered to dance. Say it again. I minister to dancing. Okay, you minister and dancing. Um, do you have a lot of opportunities at your church to participate? I have. No, I really don't. You really don't. What are what are some uh, what are some things? What are some things that you would like to do inside of your church? I would like to have a drill team in our church or a a mind or dance team. Okay. In in our church. Okay, and if you could um so you say a drill team and a mind team. If you could uh, host one event at your church, what type of event would that be? It would be, um, I would say, um, like, it would be where other churches from the community or from over the city can come. And like show and show us their way of praise God through their dance. Okay, so you will host like a a a dance, a, wor- a dance type of worship event. Okay. Yeah. Tamara, you Tamara, you could go ahead. Okay. Hey, Darius, how are you? I'm doing good. Okay, so I'm going to go a little deeper with my question. And my first question is. Why do you think it's hard for the youth to talk to adults or for the adults to talk to the youth? I think I think the adult the adults are from a a teenager's point of view, adults really don't they they listen they listen to us but then they, it's like they kind of blow it off. It's like you're the child and I'm the and I'm the grown up. So it's like really like what we say it matters, but then on the other end it doesn't matter because it's up to the grown-ups to decide if they want to take that in or they want to leave it out. Okay, that's good. If there was one thing you could say to the adults, what would it be? I would like them to understand, have more understanding, and have the ears open just a little more. Okay. That's good. You feel like you're not understood? Sometimes, but then sometimes the teenagers can be in the wrong. Okay. All right. Okay. What needs do you have as a youth that you feel like aren't currently being met, whether it be in the church or outside of the church? Spiritually in the church and I think that's that's really it. Just spiritually, like it something just hasn't touched my spirit yet, and that's okay, why I'm waiting. I'm a I'm gonna touch on that just a little bit. So you said spiritually, you feel like your needs aren't being met. Can you be more specific? Can you be more specific on that? Just if you. In church, it's just like how the atmosphere is going. Like, I I feel it, but then 
it's like I don't feel it all the way. I will feel it's it's so many changes when it's when you're in the church and you're in the atmosphere. It just a lot of changes. It gets confusing and it turns into frustration. And it turns into sadness. It's just a lot that you feel when you're in the church. And when, really, to me, when you come to church, you just come to praise God in your own way. Okay, so you feel like you praise him on your own? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's important. We that's not good, but we want that's how you feel, so we can't discredit um how you feel. Have you talked to anybody about that? About not no, ma'am. Your, not not having your spiritual needs met? Have you discussed that with anyone? No ma'am. Okay. You think you should? You know, sometimes if we don't know, we, we can't read your mind. If there's something that you're dealing with or something that you're feeling, it might be important to talk about to somebody whom you trust that you could open up to. to I understand. I understand. Okay. All right. So my next question is, um, name something we as adults can do to give you more comfort so that you will allow us to trust and open up so you can trust us more and open up to us more. You can name some things that we as adults can do. Um, I would say I would say a child and I really don't know. Okay. Darius, I get the. I'm sorry. The question, that question, got me thinking. It got you thinking. Got me thinking. Okay. All right. Well, I'm. I'm. I'm going to say this to you. Um, there is just because I, I feel like there's some things that you need to get off your chest, but you don't know how. Um, mm-hmm. find, find someone um, that you can trust, that you can talk to, that you can vent to and open up to about how you're feeling, about church and your spirituality and the things that you're not getting um, in the church. Um, and if you can't do that, write it down. Get a journal, express it that way, but still seek out someone um, that you look up to or that you have a relationship with, um, whether it be grandma, mom, uncle, dad, cousin, pastor, you know, auntie, uncle, whoever. I don't know. I just, I'm getting a sense that there's a lot on your mind and a lot on your heart, and you really don't know how to express it. But you need yeah. to express it. It sounds like it's blocking um, your ability to worship. It's blocking your your ability um, to truly um, minister. It's blocking your ability to pray. Um, there sounds like there's some hurt there. Um, and I don't know you. I'm just telling you what I'm pulling from you. And if I'm wrong, let me know that I'm wrong. But I just really feel like you need to find someone to talk to about what it is you're feeling. And that's the purpose of us having this conversation tonight is to find out how we can bridge the gap to reconnect with the youth so you aren't feeling the way that you're feeling and that we can get to a point 
to where there's open dialogue and communication and trust and commitment to bring the youth back to the church, bring the youth back um, with the to the adults, and and ultimately have a just a big open, um, be a big family like things used to be, and it's, it's going to be some pain just like anything, but. With those pains, there's healing, you know, and they have to have dialogue in order to get to that process, okay? Okay. All right, thanks for your comments tonight. Thank you. All right, Ms. Tina, we got anybody else? Hello. Hello. Yes. I'm sorry. Did I lose you? Um, yeah, I lost I lost connection, but I'm gonna stay I'm gonna stay with it right here. Um I'm trying to get back in. So what did you um so far while I'm working on that, talk to me about the information that we have so far. Well, it's, it's we got a lot, you know, and it's kind of interesting because some of the notes that I wrote down when I was um, playing about the situation and talking um, about the situation and some of the things that I feel is the issue when it comes to the youth and it comes to um, the one of the things that um, I came up with was misconception. Um, I heard one of the youth talk about not getting to know who the youth is, getting to know them before we judge, you know, getting to know who they are, understanding that they're not perfect and they're going to make mistakes, but also that adults need to be transparent and open. Mm-hmm. Their um, flaws and their mistakes and their errors in life as well. Um, I'm really finding, listening to a lot of the youth, that youth ministry is a relationship, and these individuals are seeking that relationship in some way, shape, form, or fashion. And us as adults are dropping the ball. We're dropping yeah. the ball and we're missing the mark, and we have a lot of hurt youth. By our hands, and I say our, meaning adults, meaning ministry, meaning church, you know, meaning parents, whomever these youths are coming in contact with, um, there's a lot of things that we're missing the mark on with them. Yeah. Yet they're young and you know, they have their children and they have their, their concerns and their issues, but we're missing something, and I, you know, they all talked about communication. Um, they all talked about commitment. They all talked about um, respect. Um, Jamia talked about loving on them more, but she said something that was really powerful. She said, "What happened to the fight? Yeah. What happened to us fighting for them? What happened to us having their back? You know, what happened to us listening?" Um, and that was some other things that I had wrote down. When talking, when we were talking about we were going to do this, um, some of the things that I came up with was to be there. I heard all of them say that. To listen. I heard all of them say that. Help. I heard all of them say that. Be interested. 
I've heard all of them say that. Um, come out of ourselves, be real with them, and pay attention. In some way, same form or fashion, they all discussed that, mentioned that, touched on that. Um, challenge in their face. I heard some of them, you know, right. say to show, be examples. Um, we say one thing, we do something different, and they're watching us. Um, rather it's a 14-year-old, a 20-year-old, an 8-year-old, a 30-year-old, a seasoned Christian um, are losing the younger generation because we are not setting examples. Um, I hear in a few of those young adults' um, voices, mm-hmm. especially Darius, um, I hear pain. I hear frustration. Um, I hear um, the, the kind of standoffish, like, yeah, I'm here, but is it really going to matter? He, he said it. He said, well, right. they say let's talk, and we talk, but what they say really don't matter. We just asking them just because, or we feel like because we're the adults, we have the final say. That's big, you know, because, you know, we do as adults. We're like, okay, I'm the adult. What I say goes, and we totally disregard that they have feelings as well. They have needs as well. You know, they have questions and concerns as well, and they all touched on some of the things that they feel like us as adults um, are not doing. I heard them say, make time for them. Make time to talk to them. That's one of the things um, right. that I wrote, wrote down. But I think for me, and this is definitely is going to be the start, and I have a teenager myself, and I am interact, I interact with youth on a regular basis. Um, one thing that I hear and that I heard speaking into their lives, motivating them, uplifting them. Um, They need to know that things are going to get better even when they are having their hard times. Challenging their faith, um, helping them build their faith by helping them understand that they can do all things, even the impossible can be done as long as they're connected to God. Um, And another thing is is praying with them. Um, Who's praying with these youth? Um, We we all say, well, I'm going to pray for you. And versus, come on, let's pray right now. Maybe we should get out of the habit of right. saying, I'm going to pray for you, and say, you know what, huh, let's pray at this moment. Right now we need to pray at that moment. You know, not listen, I'll pray for you later or call me later. We'll talk about it because we don't know the day or the hour, and I really feel like we're running out of time with the youth. If, if, yes. if things don't change soon, we're going to lose them forever. And they all touched on some of the things that they need, they want, they feel that we should, as adults, and I'm going to say we because I'm an adult and I have kids and I have Absolutely. had those moments in my life, even interacting with youth, period, where I wasn't completely connected or I said one thing and did something different. Not intentionally, and Pastor Cowan said it, be intentional. And everything that we do with them, we need to be intentional. On the good things, though, not the bad, because they're picking up on the bad intentional stuff. They're not picking up on the right. good. And we say we have their best interests at heart, but are we showing it? It's all about action, and they're not seeing a lot of that. It's kind of hurting my feelings in my heart because that young man, Darius, and he says up to St. John's, I'm assuming he goes to your church. He, he's crying out for help without crying out for help, if that makes sense. There are some things that that young man has on his mind. That he needs I'm gonna to speak on that. I'm gonna speak on that because uh, at the end of the day, Darius, Darius, that's my oldest son, 
And okay. I was glad that he, I'm glad that he even was willing to chime in and talk because sometimes he is a very private person. And okay. I, I will go, I will go on the record to say with him, I also know that some of it comes from, you know, he comes from a church where he was a very active with the youth where they, you know, he's been a part of the, uh, the step team, the Bible memory, the children's choir. And then when he goes to church with my mom, you know, they have a youth choir, they have a youth, a young, young kids choir. And then they have a younger, young adult choir. And then they have, uh, you know, they have rap sessions. The boys play basketball. So it's like he's you really, he really is used to being active in the church and used to okay. being, um, you know, used to being able to get opportunities. And sometimes, you know, it's not, a, you know, and sometimes the opportunities are few, far in between as far as he can see because he's used to being a part of something, everything, all at the same time. And, okay. you know, and and I can go on with the with the rest of the uh, kids from my church where they all like if you could just actually meet with them all individually like these are some truly truly spiritually gifted children you have some prophets you have some pastors you have some teachers you have some intercessors and I'm talking about like young kids like six years old eight years old like they could pray like the old old school deacon and. I think that, you know, yeah, they said that church goes, you know, they get a youth service on the fifth Sunday. Well, that's also something that they need to know that they do have a voice and they could put something in writing or, you know, our past is very relatable and he, he loves new ideas. So I'm saying that to them, if, if all of them are still online, um, you know, online and listening, that you have a pastor that you can go to and talk to and share with him your ideas and things that you want to happen. And you also have other adults inside the church that you can go to and say, hey, we want to do this. And you get, you know, get, get an adult that you trust, get, you know, and that's any, any child listening. You know, get an adult that you trust, go to them, tell them your ideas so that way you have an adult as well that can go and be a liaison between you and the pastor and the church to let them know, like, hey, the youth would like to do this, the youth would like to do that. So you will have a team. You'll have a team. You'll have a committee. Then I heard somebody say like a buddy system of uh, getting each other's phone numbers and talking about ideas and also not just getting each other's phone number to talk about ideas for activities, like get each other's phone number and say, hey, you know, um, I want to be your prep partner. You know, I want to be your prep partner this week or I want to be your, you know, you know, your accountability partner, that if something going on, something going on, if you don't feel like you could, like, talk to your mom about it or, and, you know, especially if it's, like, just, like, a small social issue. I'm not talking about, like, big issues. You know, you definitely need to get the adults in with that. But they could talk to each other and pray for each other. Because I definitely know the young lady, Deja, she's one of the ministers at our church, and she she does a excellent job when it comes to, you know, extending herself to pray for other people. So, you know, utilize the utilize your friends, utilize your, your church mates, and you'll be surprised of what you all could come together and, and talk about. And I think sometimes what I – and I will – I want to say this. I think sometimes also what makes it hard for youth to talk to adults is that sometimes we um, – we are too busy. We we act like we're too busy. We have so much going. We act like we're too busy. We act like we have so much going on. And sometimes we also act like we just know it all. 
and we don't know it all. They actually do, you know, they actually do have fresh perspectives, and we can, we actually, we can learn from them just like they could learn from us because they could better tell us, like, hey, this is what's going on, you know, maybe if we start having events like this or, you know, maybe we, you know, if, if they know of other churches, the fellowship, bring that to the adult's attention so we'll know that you want to go over here and, see this going on, if, if if there's a youth conference that you heard about or you know about, like, you know, pull somebody in to actually look for those things for you, youth conferences, dance, uh, dance ministry trainings and things like that. Pull us in. You have to pull us in. That's true. I agree with you 100%. But I think from what I got from all of them, if they don't feel like they can come to the adults, so the purpose of us having this conversation was to find out what we needed to do as adults to bridge that gap because ultimately we are mm-hmm. the adults. Um, they are the youth, and they have to be open and receptive to us coming to them. But I know because I'm a mother, a lot of kids have that what's in it for me type of mentality. Right. If I sit down and talk to you, what's in it for me? If I come to you and and say this is what I want to do, what's in it for me? So maybe as adults we need to figure out what is what type of incentive, no matter what it may be, and I'm not saying pay them or anything of that nature, but what type of incentive can we offer the youth to get them to engage more, to get them to participate more? And there's more to do in church than just dance and sing in the choir. There, you know, let's teach them how to be deacons. Let's teach them how to be um, evangelists. Let's Absolutely. teach them how to be. Um, Praise and worship. To, you know, there's so much more in the church. Ushers and you know, nursing boy. You know, I have my daughter's ten. She's on the. She's a junior nurse. My daughter is. My other daughter is eight. She's a junior usher. You know, so the, and they do sing in the youth choir. But there's so much more for the youth to do in the church other than just sing and dance. So I guess as adults, we need to figure Absolutely. out how to open up those doors. How to open up those. How to help them tap into their their talents their gifts, their spiritual gifts that was given to them by God. Because just because they ate, I have a nine-year-old niece that could probably pray you under the table. I mean, so that there's gifts that they have that God has given them that we need to tap into, that we need to help them pull out. And that's what I was talking about when I said pouring into them, speaking into their lives, challenging them as far as their faith is concerned, and then praying with them. Not just saying we're going to pray for you, but pray with them. You followed by example. Yeah. They all said that. So let's start to lead. They all talk about leadership, that adults lack leadership or they miss or think they need leadership and they're not getting that. So I think it's a come to Jesus moment for the adults that's listening, um, pastors that's listening, ministers that's listening, any type of leader in the church that's listening, um, parents that's listening. We need to turn the mirror and look at ourselves and say, what is it that I need to do better or that I need to do differently Absolutely. or that I need to change so that we don't continue to lose our youth to the streets, to to the jail, judicial system, to drugs, to gangs, or just lose them completely because they're in the church, but are they really there spiritually? Are they really Absolutely. there emotionally? You know, are they truly tuned into what it is, that we're trying to give them or offer them within those four walls that needs to seep outside of the four walls. Because I heard one of them say, well, we watch the adults, 
stay holy on Sunday, but Monday through Saturday at home, there's something totally different. <laughs> you true. know, and we're That's losing true. them. We're losing them. So I think for all of the adults that are listening, the the youth have spoken about what it is that they feel we need to do. So if there's any adults listening that wants to tap in, give us comments, give us feedback, give us suggestions, um, team they push one, right? Press, press one, press yeah. One. And I, I just and I just wanna I wanna make I wanna make this statement because you, you touched on it uh it was either last week or the week before where you talk about being bold for the Lord. And yes. that's what my that's what my comments are directed towards the youth that are listening is that you have to be bold for the Lord. Like if it's something that that's why I said you have to pull us in, like you have to talk. Sometimes you ha- you cannot be afraid to say, hey, I'm not getting what I need here. Like this is, this is what I expect. This is what I want. You know, I want to have a relationship with God or I have a relationship with God. I want to go deeper. You know, what, what can I do to go deeper? You know, I have a prophetic gift or, I have a gift of intercession or, you know, to be bold for the Lord. Just like, you know, just like you see us at come to church on Sunday and we worship in or we you see us in the positions that we're in is because at those at those moments we're being bold for the Lord. And also please understand that we're not perfect. We touched on that last week. We're not per- as adults. Just because we're adults, we're not perfect. And if you really read in the scripture as far as wisdom, it'll tell you wisdom don't come with age. Wisdom is not about age. Just because that person is older doesn't mean that they have wisdom, and wisdom is part of maturity. Everybody yes. that goes to church is everybody that goes to church is sick. They suffer with something, whether it's gossip, unforgiveness, lust. Those those same spirits they affect children, they affect adults. They you know they affect us. So un, so understand sometimes when you don't see the quote unquote holiness or the poster boy person for going to church, it's because we all we all need God and we're all striving after God just like you. So don't be afraid to ask us questions. Don't be you know don't be afraid to say hey we want to have you know we want to have a youth meeting we we want to pray together after service or one of the you know one of the youth leaders you know one of the young people call the other children together and say we gonna we gonna pray after service or if you want to pray during service for the youth go to go to your pastor and say pastor you know during you know during service when it's time for prayer can can one of us pray for the youth you know you have mm-hmm. to be bold for the Lord you have to be willing to step up and say, I, you know, I sacrifice myself, I'll go, I'll do it. And that's one of the things, you know, that's one of the things I, I really want to encourage them, be bold for the Lord. Be bold. Sometimes you have to be bold. Well, that's true. We and do have the ones that are not. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I for the ones that are a... not bold. Mm-hmm. You have another caller? You got an adult caller that's one of your feedback? No, I am looking. I have I have a caller. I hope this is uh, Freeman from, this is the Oklahoma number, looks like Lawton. But I want you to make your comment about the people that are not bold so they can understand. I was going to say, for the ones that are not bold, it's, it's time for us to pay attention to the youth as a whole. It's easy for us Absolutely. to recognize who are and who aren't, and for the ones that are not, then it's our job to tap into that. It's our job to encourage that. It's our job to motivate that. It's our job 
to pour into that individual until they get to that point in their spiritual life where they are bold. Because everybody is not going to bust out and be like, it's me, it's me, it's me. Everybody doesn't have that personality. For one, you have those individuals that are That's shy true. or standoffish or, you know, don't want to be seen or be in front of the scene. or They don't even realize that they have that gift or even how to utilize it. So right. one, we, if we pay attention to everyone, it's easy for us to figure out who that is and help them with that. You know, it might need to be some more one-on-one time with the individual or some mentoring opportunities right. or some things of that nature. So, yes, I, I agree. Be bold. Definitely be bold. But then for the ones that are not bold, we have to help them get there because everybody is not there. Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a caller, um, 3613. I'm waiting on it to load. Hello? Hello? Hi. Hi, this is Freeman. Get... Hi, Freeman. I'm sorry you had to wait so long. How are you? I'm well. How are you? How old are you, Freeman? I'm 13. I'll be 14 tomorrow. Oh, happy, happy birthday. birthday. Thank you. Can you tell us where you're can you tell us where you're calling from in the name of your church? I'm from Barton, Oklahoma, and my church is Galilee Missionary Baptist Church. Say it again. I'm from Barton, Oklahoma, and my church is Galilee Missionary Baptist Church. Galilee. So, Freeman, what ministries are you a part of at your church? I'm in the drill team. I'm a youth usher, and I work in the nursery on Sundays. Okay. Okay. You you heard me say I'm a usher. Okay. Yeah. So Freeman, what are some what are some um um you busy in the church? If you had to host an event at your church, what type of event would you host? Um well I think that I have an event where each kid could like have their mini auxiliary like because we have a brotherhood in our church, I think that I'd like to have a brotherhood for the young men in our church. A brotherhood, okay. Okay, Tommy, you could go ahead. Okay, hi, Freeman. How are you? I'm well. Sorry. Okay, so I'm just gonna ask you. I have a couple questions. I'm not sure how long you've been listening. If you heard any of the questions that were asked earlier tonight, um, you said you're 13. It'd be 14 tomorrow. Yes. That's awesome. You do a lot in the church, so congratulations to that. Continue the hard work. Keep pressing for the Lord because that's what it's all about at the end. But my first question for you is, why do you think it's hard to talk to adults or for adults to talk to the youth? Um, I think it's hard to talk to adults because some of them, like you don't usually talk to some of them, but like there are young adults in my church that I can talk to. I think that would help me, but, like, for as far as the older adults go, I think it's kind of hard for me to talk to them. Is it because you think they won't help? Is that what you said? Um, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Why do you think they won't help? Um, well, sometimes I've seen it happen before. Well, not with the young people, but, like, with the older people, but 
there are certain people like my godmothers that I, I'll talk to about stuff, but, uh, like, if I wanted to start something, there are certain people that I know would help me. Okay, okay. So okay. you do know that you do have some people in the church that will help you. Yes. Okay, all right. What needs do you have, Freeman, whether it be inside of the church or outside of the church that aren't being met right now? Um, that's hard. Um, let me think. That aren't being met. I think that we need more youth in our church. I feel like um, most of our youth are leaving. Okay. Do you know why? So you need more. You need more youth. Okay. Why do you um, think they're leaving? Maybe it's because they don't like how we operate, or they don't like our programs. That we have. Okay, all right. So they're leaving because they don't like what's being offered for them at the church. Okay, that's that's big. That's real big because we got to be able mm-hmm. to activate everybody. Um, name some things, Freeman. As an adult, we can do to give you more comfort that would allow you to trust us to open up more. Um, I think um, youth more would be one of them. Um, yeah, that's the main one to the youth. Okay, repeat that. What you repeat? What you said, Freeman? I said talking to the youth. Okay. Talking to the youth. Okay. Anything particular? that you want to talk about, that you don't talk about in church? Um, um, Will you rephrase the question? I said, is there anything in particular that you would like to talk about that you have, that you would like to talk about in church that you haven't? You said, talk to you, talk to the adults. Is there a topic or a topic that's on your mind or heart that holds dear to you that you want to discuss with the adults? Um, I think that it's bringing more youth into the church. Like, they need to be more open to other people in the church, not just stick with the same people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Like, ask other youth okay. and stuff. Okay, that's good. More diversity. More, like you said, they need to be more diverse with, with the people that they communicate with in the church. Yeah. That's good. Thanks. Thanks okay. Freeman, thank you. We're going to take another caller and then we're going to uh, start to wrap up. So we're going to go in with caller 3555. Hello, you're in the Woman Cave with Tina and Tamara. How are you? Hi, Tina and Tamara. How are you guys doing? We're fine. Good. We're good. So I was just sitting here listening. I just I had quite a bit of feedback, but I just wanted to um, just kind of chime in for a few moments. I don't want to take up a lot of time and just talk from um, an adult perspective and also from the perspective of young people, if that's okay. Um, okay. My name is Tasha. Um, I've had experience working with youth for for several years, um, and I kind of when I heard the the kids and it's it's so near and dear to my heart because 
I have a teenage daughter, and I hear a lot of uh, the youth that were chiming in talking about being examples. And just from a spiritual standpoint, the thing that came to me was Titus 2 and how um, we were given directions on how to be the example. And then particularly verse 7 where it says to set the example, um, but just overall being what we want them to be. And we, we, we give them so many double standards, and then when we're looking for them and when we call on them for something, there are no true leaders to be there to demonstrate and articulate to them what we need them to be. We just say it. And it's so funny mm-hmm. to have an example of with our children. We tell them what to do, but they do what we do. They don't They do not do what we say right. most of the time, but they do what we do. Um, but just being over a mentoring group before and running several youth departments, hearing the kids say fight for them, that is something that's super big. But my thing is I always try to encourage and motivate them to, like you said, Tina, I think I heard you say earlier, to be different, be willing to stand out, be be willing to be the one to step up and say, hey, you know, our youth are dying out. Hey, how about we do X, Y, and Z? But I think about right. how we are told that we are peculiar people. We're, 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 we're royalty. We're supposed to be different. So for the youth that are listening, even the ones that chimed in, be the one to say, I'm going to live holy no matter what. I'm going to live righteous no matter what. Absolutely. I'm going to be the one to step up and say, hey, let's, let's take this by the, by the horns and let's, let's pull this. Let's, the youth have to actually create their own youth department. We can manage it and we can yes, oversee it. Absolutely. But the youth have to be active. The parents have to actively bring them. And if we don't have parent participation, which is another thing that we struggle with, with youth yes. ministries, the kids have no interest. And so we have to have active participation from the youth. We hear you. We hear what you want to do. We hear what you're saying. So now let's put that on paper. Let's, hey, let's get the youth to, to, to let's, let's grow them up to be administrators in the church. Let's grow them up to be secretaries in the church. And I heard about the being more than just in the choir and on the praise dance. There are so many different things. There's the gift of administration. There's the gift of exhortation. How about our youth being greeters? How about our youth, you know, being administrators? How about right. them sitting in the finance room? you know, to help count money and things of that nature, things that they don't normally do and that churches kind of don't see the youth as doing. Let's be creative. Um, I did an event called the um, Crazy Sock Dance. It's something creative, but it's something different. Let's get outside of of, of, um, musicals. Let's get outside of conferences. Let's do something creative to get them involved. They're there. Let's captivate them. And it's it's more than just – singing and dancing, and I'm, I'm totally in agreement with that. But those are just some things that I can definitely <laughs> attest to that the youth really absolutely want to do other things. They want to do other things than sing and dance. They want to have the opportunities. Um, but we have to be those big sisters. We have to be those big brothers. We have to say, you know what, regardless, even though you may not be my biological child, you are my child, you are my sister, you are my brother. Right. We have to take care of them and nurture them because we'll be the same ones that will talk about them when they become teenage, you know, pregnant at teenagers or they become fathers at a young age or if they're out on the street corners. We'll be the first ones in the church to talk about them, but where were we at the beginning stages of their life to steer them in the right direction? Absolutely. And granted, you know, they don't always do, but Proverbs tells us to train them up. 
and they won't forget. You know, yeah. we think that we that they forget and we get downtrodden when they do opposite, but we know that if we instill that in them, they won't forget because that's their lifeline. Jesus is their lifeline. And if we, like the kids were saying, if we be that true example for them, they'll want to run their own youth department. I think the youth should run Absolutely. their own youth department. That's just my personal Absolutely. opinion. And we manage them. But that's how we train them. We have to train them to be administrators. We have to train them to be leaders, you know, and not just lay members and just come and sit on the bench. But, you know, I can go on on. This topic is absolutely awesome. You ladies did a phenomenal job. <laughs> but I just had to chime in and say, because the youth are my passion, listening to this, I'm just like, one, 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 one. <laughs> you know, I was just like, I got to just, this is awesome. But, Titus too, I just wanted to say that that really that really sticks with me about us being an example to older women showing the younger women on how to live their lives as well as the older men showing the younger men. And if we don't Absolutely. have that, our youth are going to continue to die out. We're going to continue to lose them, absolutely going to continue to lose them. So we have to be open as adults. We have to be transparent as adults and let them know, hey, I made the same mistakes you made and not judge them and not condemn them, you know, when they do things that we did. Um, But then just let them know, too, that, hey, you know, let's do this. Let's walk this walk together. I'm here with you. Let's, you know, let's, but then at the same time, let's try to keep them from doing some of the things that we did. But like I said, it all goes back to being that example. But the youth, we hear you. We hear you loud and clear. We're, We're taking notes, and I'll be the first one to say, I'll commit. You know, I currently don't have Amen. a church, but, I, but I'll commit. You know, I'll commit. I'll go and visit other churches. Hey, what do you need done in your youth department? You know, I'll collaborate with people. I'll commit. You know, I have tons of ideas, tons of different resources. Let's pray. Let's get a youth, you know, call line in. Let's, let's start this, you know, right. something for the youth, whether it's every week or every month. Let's start something that where they can feel like it's their own. And if they have a responsibility within the church, that keeps them too. They want to feel like they trust, they're trusted with some sort of responsibility within the church. And so I commit with Absolutely. you, Tina and Tamara, to say, hey, let's, let's own this. Let's turn this over to, to some young people and let, let's watch them grow their ministry. And it's, you know, it's all community-based. It doesn't even have to be within the church. It doesn't have to be within the church because sometimes when youth hear church, they don't want to come because of maybe a past hurt or what they see now. But Let's commit to some type of community outreach or resource monthly or quarterly where we can say, let's come together, and this is for you. You do it. We'll help you organize and oversee it, but let's do it. Let's let them have a voice and actually let them have a voice, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Well, Miss Tasha, I definitely, I'm, I, wrote your, I wrote your number down, and uh, Tamara and I both, we will, we will do a three-way, and we will, we will get something worked out about that conference call or that prayer line. We gonna work. We gonna work this thing out. So I thank you for your input. Thank awesome. you so much. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> well, I am overall. I am. I am truly impressed by the. I'm truly impressed by the young people that called in and how, you know, how they spoke. Even if it, even if it sounded like they kind of you know, in and out or they didn't really understand or it didn't seem like that they were very forward. I, I appreciate just their input because it also let us I was able to see um I was able to see where we can also step up as adults and, and really get, get that conversation get that conversation going with them. And um uh, do you have any like last minute comments or anything you wanna say before uh we wrap up? <laughs> 
Well, I think this was awesome. Um, the youth is also near and dear um, to my heart, so this was great. I appreciate all of the youth that called in, that gave their input. Um, I'm going to say, whether it's inside of the church or outside of the church, let's find a vessel that we can use to reconnect with our youth. Absolutely. So whether it's this phone call, whether it's a retreat, whether it's a youth event, whether it whatever it might be, whatever needs to be done, I stand as well with Tasha and say I commit. I commit to helping bridge that gap, helping bring them back in, helping reconnect with them, figuring out where the misconceptions are, where the mistrust is, where the misunderstanding is, and getting us back on um, one accord so that ultimately as we get older and they get, they are the future of the church. They are the next deacons, the next mothers, the next pastors, the next directors. They are the next administrators, like she said, the next finance committee, the next board Mm-hmm. You know, committee. They they are that it is within them and there are so many of them that are sitting on their spiritual gifts that we have to tap into and stir up and Absolutely. most definitely encourage all adults. It's an eye opener. If it wasn't an eye opener then something is wrong because it was an eye opener for me. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it was definitely an opportunity to truly assess myself as an adult, myself as a parent. Um, as a you know, interacting with the youth on a regular basis. So let's stop making excuses. Let's make it happen. And my my last point that I want to say is that um, again, I'm proud of all of the youth that called in and expressed themselves. And I too commit to uh, helping develop the youth in my church or any any youth that's listening. I uh, talk. I teach a class, and I have information and spiritual gifts test adults and youth, and to reveal to them their dominant, recessive, and the gifts that they don't possess, and actually how to, you know, how to develop themselves. So I teach a class. I also have an assessment that I'm willing to extend to anyone or to any church. I'm also willing to come to a church and, and issue the assessment or teach the class just as well. So I commit. I commit to uh, to the youth and also commit to the body of Christ to do my part. And I also like the fact that, yes, youth need to build their own community with inside the church. And I've worked with, I've worked with youth as an administrator, as an academic advisor, also, you know, in law enforcement to actually help. So there is some knowledge that I have inside the church as well as outside of the church. And I commit mm-hmm. to sharing that information even with, um, uh, even with leaders, uh, church leaders, youth pastors, pastors, senior pastors, and prophets, and everything, because we we have to we have to bond bond together and do things and and actually pay attention to what was said tonight. And um, again, I, I commit to helping continue to build the body of Christ and also strengthen and build our youth. So, to all our listeners, we thank you for listening. We thank you for being a part and and being patient with us as we did this, because this is one of the first times that we did kind of an interactive show where we weren't just talking the whole time and, and you all just listened. We opened up the lines for you, so know that 
when you come in the woman cave that you are we are open to your questions we are open to your comments and we appreciate you and we ask every person on every adult on this line as well as a child listening we ask you to go into prayer for our youth and actually go into prayer for bridging the gap because that's something we are starting like in five more minutes when we hang up this phone we are already starting to commit to the youth. So we ask that you do the same, and we appreciate you, and you all have a blessed night, and thank you for calling in to the Woman K with Tina and Tamara. You be blessed. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Your strength is 